They should start genetically modifying athletes. Like take like Michael Jordan's sperm and like. Hmm. <laughs> well, <That's it. laughs> yeah. just, just take it. Just take it all. <laughs> That's the end of that. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you You just want some Michael Jordan sperm it's like, First, you get the Michael Jordan sperm And then you, the, you have so much you don't know what to do Then you get the power <laughs> Then you get the money Yeah then you get the women. Well, you get Cheryl Miller. There you go. Cheryl Miller and Michael Jordan have to have a baby. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty baller. But couldn't couldn't you just mix like different athletes together to make like super athletes? Hmm. Test tube style. Hmm. We could get some of the people working at Kenko to like spawn them. <laughs> be their surrogate. Yep. Hmm. What are the rules for that too? If you're a surrogate, does it is it your baby or no? No, you sign away all rights. So you're just like literally an oven. Like bake <laughs> me a, a bake that's me a baby. One way of looking at it. Bake me a baby for nine months. Deal with this. Do you get paid? Yes. You could. It could yeah, be a quite job, a bit. or you could do it do it for some friends. That was gotta be good friends. Didn't you see the movie with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Nope. Uh, I'm pretty... I, I forget most of it, but I'm pretty sure it's like the surrogate starts getting attached to the baby and then keeps it for herself. I don't know if that actually happened, but it seems like that's a pretty good route of conflict for any comedy movie like that. <laughs> so. Messed up, dude. Just get Michael Jordan's sperm. Get back to me once we have that. Yep. Probably not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Trevor, uh, it always seems every time you come into Winnipeg, you go to some sushi restaurant. Do you? uh, What's the name of that place? Kenko. Kenko. Oh, my! That's on Corridon, right? You betcha. Yeah, and my favorite place is on Corridon too. It's called Kenko Niawa. Well, we have something in common. Both places, caught. Illegal immigrants working in the kitchen. What? Yeah, we're supporting. That's why it tasted so good because it, it, it tasted <laughs> of legitimate. crime. Tasted of crime. These guys aren't Canadians. But here's the bad thing: now that all this stuff is coming out. Turns out these guys this they aren't even Japanese restaurants. They're, they're South Korean restaurants. Pretended to be Japanese. Yeah, that's how much so, we know. I don't know. It feels. Last time I was at Kenko Niawa, it took about 45 minutes for, like, a waiter to bring a menu. Like, honestly, it was, like, the longest longest time I've ever spent waiting. So, <laughs> that maybe that's... He was understaffed, so he's like, I gotta I gotta get some workers fresh, direct. I, d- I had to overseas. hire some illegal immigrants yeah. <laughs> to eat sushi. The last time I went there was a going-away party for a friend who was Korean. So, hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're in the kitchen. <laughs> maybe he's always well, in on it. Must be in on maybe, it. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's still there. 
working. He went back to Korea and like sent half his family over. Yeah, recruiting, recruiting. Oh, I've got a good job for you guys. Yeah. What kind? Of, what do you think these guys get to do? Do you think they have any kind of life? Well. Was it like a human? Was it a human trafficking kind of situation where they were just like treated? The like newspaper dirt? called the owner predatory. Oh no! And <laughs> <laughs> just was hardly paying them anything and stuff. Probably slept in the back. I've been eating slave sushi. I know. I feel so. But bad. it tastes so yummy. Can't go. Guess I won't go there. Probably will still go there. <laughs> Is that only dishwashers, Carter, or the people in the front, too, with all the style? Oh, it was cleaning like the and cooking. people behind Sushi Bar. Cleaning and cooking, dish- it said. Hmm. Cleaning and cooking. Yeah. But, like, the guys in the back cooking, not the guy out, out front showing off. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because he'd be like, free me, free me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all those screams from the kitchen for freedom were. Now it that makes sense. This isn't funny. I'm sorry. I'm rude. How dare I say something like that? I just hope they wash their hands in between the cleaning and cooking part. You, you want to keep a separation of church and state, separation of uh, duties at the restaurant, you know? Well, Carter, how do you feel about all those hookers you get? You know they're illegally trafficked in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the air, Trevor. <laughs> and a segment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so last night, I remembered about midnight that I had to get a microphone for the podcast today. Oh, yeah. So I had to drive out to my rehearsal space to go pick up a mic. Um, two and a half hours later, I'm just pulling into my house after listening to Slave to the Grind twice. Complete. (laughs) I got caught in another skid row rat hole. (laughs) <laughs> like I listened to the whole album the first time and I had to listen to it again. I couldn't I it took me two and a half hours to get a microphone because And and that's how you listen to music. You just drive. That's right. Roads are slippery, but got the new album, gotta listen to it. I got the craven. That's what you do. That's the <laughs> best way to listen drive. to music in the car. Driving yeah. around. You can still afford to do that with gas. Yeah, it's it's out of it, gas it, prices. It, it got me. You still, last go, you still go for like yeah. four hour drives. Yeah, you need a smaller car. You can't be driving that boat <laughs> around just to listen to music. That's an expensive Maybe I should stereo. Get a, a bike, a two person <laughs> bike or something. Mm-hmm. How could you have a band and not call it Midnight Drive? I don't know. Is that's that already a band. I don't know. That's a good. I get. It's a pretty good name. Uh <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, oh, so you got the mic. So a new song has occurred to me. It's called Wasted Time. Yeah. N- now. It's the last song on the album, as you alluded to. Basically, this song makes me want to cry. Because it's about Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses. Oh. He used to, yes. to want to do speed so much that he would just wrap his head in a towel and then shoot up and like convulse until he like smashed his head against it. The- He'd wrap his head in a towel and go sit in the tub. And then do speedballs, basically. And so they wrote a song about him. And the whole song is just like, you're a total piece of crap who wasted your life. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, Steven got kicked out of Guns N' Roses yeah, just when they were it, making it big. It couldn't be like, if it was any more literal 
the song would just be like, Steven Adler, you wasted your life. How can you live with yourself, Steven Adler, doing speedballs in the bathtub? You didn't have that much talent, but... <laughs> But you really the right use place the good the drum right beat, time. and the Stephen Adler drum beat is what we use on Monkey Business. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best song ever. But seriously, it's such a mean, 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 cold song. But it comes out of a place of love. The last like ten lines are just, "I never thought you'd let it get this far. I never <laughs> thought you'd let it get this far. I never." And then he just starts screaming, "I never thought you'd." Let- <laughs> This is only Sebastian can do. <laughs> oh, it's such an intense song. Those aren't a hate song. Is it a skid love song? It's a love like, hate. Like I'm so disappointed, disappointed in you. you. Yeah. And then you then you said Skid Row broke up right after that. That was the end of it all. Now I, w- I wonder if Steven Adler was in last night's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction to Guns N' Roses. Now I know Axel broke up, breaking the heart of all three of us. We're hoping for some sort of reunion, but I was wondering which uh, Gunner drummer showed up. Well, Steven Adler probably was there because he always has the false hope that he's going to get another shot at it. He's still trying? or is He, he plays in a band called Adler's Appetite, for God's sake. <laughs> the guy had his one beat, and it was a really good beat, and it had a lot of cowbell, too, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in a cool way. Night Train? That's yeah. cowbell, right? Yeah. But he's just kind of never let it go. He's not so good at sentences, but I, apparently he can play the drums still. <laughs> so sad. Skid Row called it 20 years ago and wasted time. Oh, seriously. And the verses sound like you're in a medieval court. It goes from like epic screaming ballad to medieval court. Back and forth. Until the end where he just keeps saying, I never thought you'd let it get this far. <laughs> Such a sad song. So anyway, I figure that there could be a university course taught just on the philosophy of, of that album. Because there's a lot of stuff there. I, I've My brain has really processed maybe 5% of the lyrics of that album. Deep stuff. Especially Creep Show. If you had know. unlimited funds, would you like to take a year just to write a thesis? I'd like to start a sweet website just dissecting every line, maybe a line or two a day, and just like, okay, what exactly does this mean? Okay, what's the line in, in Waste of Time? What was it? Um, but the horse stampedes it rages in the name of desperation. I don't even know what that... I, and that's about Steven Adler somehow. You gotta phone up Dave the Snake for your your thesis. <laughs> phone him up, hey. Phone him up. That's what happens when the guitar player writes the lyrics for the singer. Because <laughs> I'm sure this Sebastian Bach had no idea what he was singing. Apparently, his brother was in the NHL. Yeah, I saw when I was finding the Skid Row videos to put up on the blog here comes from wisdom.blogspot.com I found uh, him singing the O Canada for like the OHL in like 1994 or something there you go yeah and so I'm sure his brother made it in later yeah his brother's like a was a, a goalie apparently his sister's like a model and like his dad was like a famous artist he's a cultured man that's why he's so philosophical <laughs> in Skid Row such a strange existence. He was, he was just brought up at exactly the wrong time. 
Who else said French? Who else? Yeah. So now I would really like to something I would like if I had unlimited funds would be to keep Mad Men going for just they do have the per like right now they the like, has some young kids and the show is in the late sixties. Okay. So it's starting to be lots about civil rights and different things like that are getting into it. So what with don't you want to see old man Don Draper's opinions on the eighties? Just as his kid get like becomes twenty in nineteen eighty seven. Whoa. That would Don't you be want to sim- see him dealing with that? That's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. And how old would he be? Like going. 60 in the 80s? Yeah. 70? Yeah. With Coke and Coke and Oh, he'd Wall be, Street a, he'd be coked and... out. Do you think he'd be on Coke? No, he'd have matured by that. Would he be retired? <laughs> no, he'd be like, wouldn't he be like Cooper's age or something by that time? Maybe. But dealing with his kids and just looking at them, <laughs> it'd be more just his look at his children as he sees them like coming in the house with like their clothes on. He'd just be like, "You make me sick." Well, maybe in the last episode there can just be a flash forward with Don dealing with things in throughout the eighties. Yeah, eighties, nineties. Kids come home with a warrant tape. <laughs> just, uh, just bright neon. Clothes, he'd be like, no, you gotta. It's it's more the disgust in his eyes. Mad mm-hmm. <laughs> Men eighties, that's brilliant. Okay, I went to an antique show Friday night, or as I like to call it, and as they don't speak of, a herder convention. <laughs> did you get a Did you get a manicure and pedicure after that? Go for some nice tea. No, I did not. Did you put but, on gra- grandma perfume? <laughs> no. It must have been was, a lot of grandma perfume there. There was a lot of grandmas and grandpas, and suspenders were still in, and, and big duster mustaches. Suspenders serve a purpose. Yeah. Well, I like them. I'm a fan. You'd fit in, you'd fit in here. So this is just basically a, uh, <laughs> a overhyped garage sale. Now, they had some, like, just expensive stuff like Hawaiian shirts are twenty or thirty dollars, and I, I just wanted to ask the guy, "Hey, is this like some dead swingers from the sixties or something?" Because I'm not paying more than that. Anyways, I did buy one thing. What it was? I did buy one thing at the antique sale, and it was a postcard. See, I never knew about this type of culture, but apparently, there's a marketplace for postcards used postcards there was rival dealers some had them organized some didn't the one i bought from had eighteen thousand postcards for one dollar each like this guy's like moving in all these boxes got it i got eighteen thousand dollars of merchandise here while like anybody off the street would be like you've got like 20 pounds of garbage (laughs) (laughs) you gotta take you know you gotta pay ten dollars to dispose of at the dump properly uh so i looked through a few of the postcards and I don't know who buys this other than absolute psychos or podcasts hosts stretched for uh, segment ideas. <laughs> so here, Juno, Alaska, 1993. Now, we don't really send postcards nowadays, hey? That's not even but, old. I know, but this is this is a good one. So you mostly think that they're like romantic. Oh, I'm having so much fun here. Wish you were here. No, people wrote. <laughs> point form instructions that had to be followed to a T. <laughs> so this is for Gene Kishensky. 
210 Hazel Drive Avenue, Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> Gene, leave white horse. July 2nd at 4.45 p.m. Arrive at Juneau, Alaska, 5 p.m. Leave Juneau July 14th at 5.30. Arrive at White House at 7.45. You are allowed 44 pounds of baggage. Check in 45 minutes prior to flight. I am not sending you the ticket. It'll be at the White Horse Airport when you get there. Air North Canada is the airline. Their phone number is 1-800-764-0407. Hope you can get good connections. Any questions, just call. See you soon. It's like... That's the least happy postcard ever. I know. It's just like... Nowadays, it'd just be like email or like actual call somebody and say, hey, 44 pounds of baggage, you know? Baggage. <laughs> but no, send send a postcard. So How does something I've, from 1993 considered antique? Oh, oh, yeah. Ever heard of the hockey team San Jose Sharks? I think they were formed in 1991. There's a lot of San Jose Shark merchandise there. Why? And the, the worst offender was the... Uh, there was something with the new Winnipeg Jets logo on. It's like, yeah, that's 11 months old <laughs> or something. So it's not antiques. It's just expensive crap. Yeah, pretty much. Well, not even expensive. Um, one thing I, just, I, I was thinking about buying you, Trevor, just going through the vinyl records. The oh. best vinyl record I could find was the Stray Cats with Rock This Town. <laughs> it's one of the songs. How much do they want? <laughs> two bucks. Oh, that's, you know, can't go wrong for two dollars. No. <laughs> you only bought one thing, Carter? I only bought one thing. But uh, I got in the unorganized postcards. The other postcard had all these different uh, classification, like nude postcards and stuff like that. Dig it. And some guy just had like this Playboy calendar, just like full, like open for every kid to see who walks by from like 1984. <laughs> Man, that's like the only thing the kid's going to get out of that whole yeah. convention some seven-year-old boy is going to be there and he's going to see like 80s year old like 1980s playboys yeah you know you know all kinds of screwed up that's going to do to him mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well that's how he's going to want all his ladies now it all started when i saw this picture of a girl from 1987 none of the none of the girls i met looked like that so i started dating washed up cougars at the age of 14 <laughs> Uh, I frequented the Palomino Club. <laughs> oh, well. Now, I think maybe the the highlight, which was debatable, was the autographed... There's multiple picture, highlights. An autographed picture of Hitler. I don't know if that comes with a certificate of authenticity or what, but... Yeah, do you call us people or what? Oh, wait. <laughs> Now, your your friend went to this antique party as well, Trevor? Yeah, my friend got kicked out of it. <laughs> His name's Simon, and he got he got booted out. He was making people uncomfortable. <laughs> Lingered a little too long around the 1984 Playboy calendar? Uh, one of those type of situations. But he he just he enjoys making people uncomfortable. So he, he had a Hitler mustache and bought a couple books on... Nazis and then walked around like holding him in front of his chest just <laughs> walking around from status dad and they were like you need to leave and he's like exactly <laughs> I don't understand it screwing with people it's, it's a good that's time. his thing that's yeah. totally his thing
Uh, yeah, nice. long story short, my friend suckered me into going to the Palomino Club in Winnipeg, which I had never been to. Notorious Cougar Bar. Yeah, which I did not understand. I just I was always told just don't go there. Oh, it's well known. Like even on like uh, TSN during a Jets game, Jay Onright will be at Sports Center and be like, "Holler to all the the fabulous women at the, <laughs> the Palomino Club." <laughs> oh or <something>. no, <laughs> watching the game. Well, little did, was- little did I know, but this is this is an aggressive Cougar Bar. Keyword aggressive. Sort of like panhandlers, just like a Russian, yeah. Russian panhandlers in a third no in a third world country <laughs> you know you just walk out with your suit and just get all the kids hey mister 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 so anyway we uh it was the night where I thought it was just a country bar and we were just gonna go like have a beer and catch up because I hadn't seen him in a long time so we get there pretty early and it's a five dollar cover and I'm like what what is this about so whatever we go in and it's dead and we're sitting in like the back corner having a beer and like within an hour the place is just full of dirties <laughs> there was there was probably seriously 10 guys there in the whole bar okay maybe a little more but not much more there was there was like it was like a three to one situation and and some of the guys don't count right because they were wearing affliction tap out t-shirts oh there was a lot of affliction tap out crew there <laughs> there there was a lot but we we were some of the only people that were semi normal there and apparently that night was the night that uh the ladies of the palomino club get cards and they're supposed to give them to you if they think you're i don't understand if they think you're cute i guess sure that's what i think the exact wording on the card was you're yummy The mummies at the Palomino Club. So being two of the only normal people in the bar, uh, we had an interesting night. Um, It was basically survival. Like I was in survival mode. I was like head down, drinking Coke and water, trying not to talk to people. But my buddy Carter was not Carter Podcast, other Carter, was all in on this. He is all about the ladies. Oh, do you hear the alarm going off? No. Oh, well, there's a fire alarm going off, so if I'm dead soon, I went out podcasting. Um, you could hear it? No, not at all. Oh. Um, so anyway, Carter's all about the ladies at the Palomino Club, and we end up by the end of the night with about 25 cards each. And it was like, the it, it, it felt like being like a hooker or something, because we, we had to fight off a group of airline attendants. And then we had oh, to fight over. off. Then we had to fight off a group of nurses, and then there was a group of like seriously eighteen-year-old inbred people. It was like the sickest, scariest. It was like surviving, like you know, like dusk till dawn when they close the bar doors <laughs> and then start killing everybody. That's that's how I felt. So see, it's not a funny story. It's just sick. <laughs> Well, it's just, funny. It's just I, dis- it's just disgusting. I prepped myself for this uh, this segment by uh, watching football and seeing the Cougar Life dating show commercial on a lot. So <laughs> I went to the website, did a little research myself. Um, and you met a Cougar named what? Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, the only thing it made let me do before I had to pay was uh, I learned that 
a cougar's prey, the young man, is called a cub. <laughs> so we can start calling you Cub Trevor or something. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's all kinds of gross. Mm-hmm. And I have to yell over Janelle. I'm on cougar websites for research for the podcast if you walk in here. It's the cats. <laughs> it's the cats, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a little prep today saves you a big headache tomorrow. Oh, I taught Don't elementary you. school on Friday. Oh, yeah? It was f***ing sweet. Seriously, it's like a party. And now you got a cold. Those kids, just nothing but germ yeah. bags. No, I think I got it from Ash yesterday. So was he in Dauphin? Yeah. They all were getting sick, and now I woke up this morning. It's like, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, elementary school is sweet. And the kids are still funny. Like, actually, they still have good senses of humor, but they're not terrible, rotten human beings. How old are they? I did, I did from like, I did, I did kindergarten at grade one, and I did grade four and five as well. They're funny. Aren't they just like pooping themselves at that age? <laughs> no, kids are pretty cool, man. And they're way less like hateful. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Much easier to like control. <laughs> you can like keep them in line and get them to do work, and they're fun. Really? I yep. thought they'd be able to control. Nope. Fun. Nothing but fun. I think that's what I'd rather do. No hormones yet? Nope. None of that. None of that. Just fun. Just played fun. And like in a gym class, the girls and the boys like played the same amount. They're like really? equal. Yeah, they pl- I played mat ball with them and it was boys versus girls. And the girls won one game and the guys won one game. What's mat ball? Well, mat ball is dodgeball. But when you get hit, you go to the other side of the gym and stand on a mat. And if your team throws a lob to you and you catch it, you're saved and you go back to your side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, mat ball is the jam with uh, elementary school kids. So we played mat ball, and then I uh, I brought my guitar to school. Cause oh. <laughs> of course. I was told to by the principal. Uh. This was this was the exact thing. She's like, all right, things should go really smooth. And she's like, and if they don't, you know, just bring your guitar and play them some songs, and you'll get through it alive. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, thanks for the advice. But I never you have had to like to. censor your songs or something like uh, <laughs> like y- your first song is like Dead Flowers by the Rolling Stones. So you're talking about like a spoon, like to make <laughs> heroin and stuff like that. Do you singing that? You're like, oh, <laughs> hey, children, this is a good song about heroin to use. Yeah, I know. Yep. That's tough. Like even like hooking up your iPod and listening to it at work. Or you just like put on your work mix. It's just, just like acoustic stuff. And then just like. All of a sudden, you just realize that there's like so much swearing in these acoustic songs, and you just have like, oh crap, shut it down. Shut Do you down. know what their favorite song was though? Which one? Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> Kids in grade one know the words to that freaking song. Grade are you one, me? grade one are singing along with me. Wow, because my first experience with that song was pretty much you playing it. No man, kids love the Johnny Cash. It's pretty sweet. I guess they do, they do, jo- is- they do that. They do Rig of Fire. What was the other Johnny Cash song they liked? They love Johnny Cash's Never Ends. <laughs> People well, love him forever. I think when I was growing up, Johnny was on the downside. You know, it was before he died. 
So okay. he wasn't doing too much. It was before he did those American uh, American Songbook or whatever. So the kids were kids were dancing. There's even a boy and a girl dancing together. Now this is a Ukrainian school, so they probably dance already. Mm. But it was still pretty epic. So recesses were fun. Pretty fun. It all in all, it was like an awesome time. There was That's a drunk a guy. My mom was. got a drunk guy arrested on our front yard today. Yes. Or yesterday. Sorry. Yesterday. This is news. Some <laughs> drunk. Some <laughs> drunk. Some drunk guy with a jar full of marijuana came. My mom was going for a walk at six in the morning. And yeah, she goes yeah. outside the house, and there's like basically a drunk zombie guy with a jar. He's like, "Fill my jar." And she, he's trying to break into our shed. Oh no! So my mom goes to the house, and then he starts trying to break into the front door of our house. He's, he's lucky like, he didn't get killed by her yeah, mom. Yeah, it was like, and so that he fell asleep under a bench on the side of our house, and she called the cops. And the cops were like, "Yeah, y- you can't shoot him, but you could probably beat him and get away with it." But anyway. This guy had his shirt ripped right down. He had a t-shirt, a black t-shirt ripped right down the middle all the way. So his shirt was ripped into like basically a jacket. So he was pretty identifiable, right? (laughs) Yeah. So the cops arrest him. Now, I'm driving at about five o'clock going to my buddy's place. And I drive by the courthouse. And guess who I see walking out of the police station? Some guy with no shirt. (laughs) <laughs> walking, walking across the road, and then he begins to put on a jacket. Except I start looking, I'm like, that's not a jacket, that's just a t-shirt that's ripped. And I'm like, that's the guy that tried to break into our house this morning. Already let go, walking with his ripped up t And he was like holding it in the front to make it look like it wasn't ripped. And he was like all embarrassed and like walking with his ripped up t-shirt home. <laughs> Seriously, thank you, criminal system. Thank you. Justice system's broken. That's awesome. Man, I would not try to break into your house. Like that's how you. I just the- about pulled over and got my golf clubs out of the trunk. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, "This is what it's about, hey!" And it was like, but it was right in front of the police station, so it was probably the worst place to beat this person. Did I just imagine like someone trying to break into your house and like your mom lets them in and turns into basically a saw movie in the basement? <laughs> Oh, you want to break in my house? Well, I think she, I'm surprised she doesn't have like the dust that wrestlers use to throw in your eyes. <laughs> surprised she doesn't have that by her doors. Hmm. Yep. Just let them go. You're free. How many hours was it? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, well, it would have been just over 12-ish. Almost 12 hours in prison. Oh, yeah. sobered up. Yep. That's all you need. Let them go. Should, I said, March, to just start screaming, stand your ground, stand your ground. <laughs>